Hi, welcome to Harnessing Wellness Weekly. I'm your host, Naomi Rossthorne, and tonight we're talking with Claire, one of my oldest friends. Um, how are you, Claire? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. Thanks for uh, having me. <laughs> pleasure as always. <laughs> I, um, I did a podcast earlier today on the benefits of humour, and I didn't overt who you were, but I discussed how I had this friend that would end up giggles all the time and how at school, particularly in primary school, we'd have a laugh and we'd get in a bit of trouble when we weren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. now, now I can think of that. recent times where that has happened <laughs> all these years later. Um, and how we... Um, we have this thing where we look and we just laugh and sometimes we don't even know why we're doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I was, talking a bit, <laughs> I was talking a bit about how um, <clears throat> with humour, it's so important for our self-care and resilience as well, actually. Um, Definitely. I think over the years you and I have had some good belly laughs. We have and we continue to and I think humour is vital um for in my life as well definitely and I use it a lot you know I think it's just part of my personality um to I don't know communicate like that with a lot of people and and within my family and my children laughter laughter yeah Yeah. just finding finding the lightness (laughs) and finding the humor when things you know are stressful or if there are worries around um, I guess that's how I cope with lots of things too. But I'm an optimistic yeah. person, so I think that just comes out naturally. <laughs> Everything will be all right. Come on. Let's just keep going. How, yeah. have, you, how have you used humour over the last sort of nine, I guess, or 12 weeks, depending on um, how long you've got, you guys have been in lockdown? Mm. Um, gosh. Well, look, we we have a lot of fun in our household and – we're not, I'm not afraid to make fun of myself in order to make everyone laugh. So we have lots of family time and playing games and being silly. And I think that's probably one of the things we've done a lot actually is just being silly. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I think that's, it's, yeah, been really important. And one of my children is a bit of a comedian. So... Mm. I think she and I, you know, send each other off on, on you know, humorous tangents. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have a lot of fun. I, I was aware of a photo of you and your family all dressed up. Um, uh, yes. Yes. Not long ago. What was yes. that all about? Well, okay. So we had a an old, very old digital piano that was upgraded recently and this very old piano had a terrible demo button and it would go off on this five-minute song mix (laughs) of really bad music and actually became the soundtrack to our lives for a good at least five years. Randomly? Yeah, just randomly. Someone would go and press it and then we'd all just like let loose and – yeah, have a dance and it's just very embarrassing stuff. Anyway, so recently we got a new piano 
and we had a kind of ceremonial goodbye to the old piano. And so we all got dressed up and had our final last hurrah with the demo music. Beautiful. Yeah. So that was, <laughs> that was in ISO and that was a funny evening. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm, yeah. But no, look, I, I just really, yeah, I believe that there's, there's always some light somewhere and you just have to find it. It's really interesting you say that you have to find it. Some mm. of the reading, I know this is a bit sort of researchy, but some of the reading that I've been doing on building resilience um, talks very much about you actually have to actively find the positive things in circumstances and find moments in which you can be grateful for and moments in which you can find humour in. It doesn't necessarily mean that, that you actually that things just happen. You actually have to actively participate in your thinking around certain um, scenarios. So, yes, for example, I guess one of the things that I've taken out of um, being in lockdown is how I lack the ability to be self-sufficient. Um, growing up in a family with um, grandparents who were in the Second World War um, in Europe and then when they came here, they were always very self-sufficient. They always had vegetable gardens. They always had chickens. They pickled their food. They made their own. They distilled their own terribly potent mm -hmm. vodka. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they were always self-sufficient. They knew how to look after themselves. And and yep. my grandmother was almost always the most incredibly optimistic, positive woman. She always found something to be grateful for. Um, and she used to say, um, you know, as long as you've got fresh bread, there's nothing more that you could possibly want. And that's something that I try and remember a lot of, that, that mm. even in some of the worst, you know, moments or, or hardest days that I may have had, um, I always think, well, you know what, at least I've got fresh bread. Like I don't have to mm. want for much. Um, yeah. And they used to find the positive in a lot of things. And I uh, And the reason I'm talking about them, at this point in time is because at the beginning of um, when we had to go into social isolation, <laughs> I went and bought chickens that were like still needing to be in a brooder because I've never had chickens before. And they're now yeah. only, they're now only getting their little combs. They're still not old enough Gorgeous. to have eggs. And all of, I went and bought vegetable seeds and none of them have grown higher than two centimetres out of the ground. And I think, oh, my gosh, imagine if I had to look after my family and was self-sufficient. I just couldn't. And I wouldn't yes, you would. Able... You know what? You would. What? Do you reckon because, it was? Would... Yeah. No, because you are, you're a doer. And, you, and if it was that bad that we had to really rely on our own resourcefulness, you'd do it. Yeah. You would. I admire the people who have their gardens all. I do too. Like... Yeah. Yeah. I just, as a kid, I don't know, but um, I used to run through my grandmother's garden and she used to have corn cobs and beans and we just used to pull it all off and eat it fresh out of there. And they used to have a rooster that used to attack. <laughs> they used to attack all of the males in the family. I think oh, people no. probably got confused between. <laughs> Jealous. Chicken, yeah, chickens and and um, and humans, so. Um, yeah, but that's so that that makes me laugh a little bit. How how I you know I've 
how I haven't been able to self <laughs> to be able to sustain myself. Oh, but no. But my efforts, my efforts are on uh, admirable. Absolutely, and <laughs> it takes time. It takes time, and we had chickens for a little while, and they were little when we got them, and it did take a while for them to start laying. But yeah. when it happens, it is the best thing ever. Yeah, it wow. really is. That that's just pure joy going to collect your own eggs with your kids. Mm-hmm. I'll, um, I'm looking forward to it. I'll let you yeah. know when it happens. Thank you. I'd like to sample <laughs> of your eggs. You can sample my chickens. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I refuse to call them chickens as well. I've, I've got this thing around they called the ladies. Oh, yes. We did that too. And actually our chickens, we ended up calling the rock chicks. <laughs> really? Rock chicks, I mean, because we named them like rock stars. Yeah. All the kids named them. We had one called Gloria that famous yeah. song yes Maria, and we had star and right. i can't remember the other one but they were the rock rock chooks yeah they were the ladies the ladies mm. yeah we we have we have no name ladies as a collective they're known as the ladies but they yep. are not they're not individual yet they are all are very different um yep. and they all have very different mannerisms and they're actually quite enjoyable to watch it's very mindful to sit and watch yeah. your chicken Definitely. So definitely. sometimes I have a cup of tea and watch them peck the ground and I think, yeah. God, there's a thousand things I could be doing but I'm actually really enjoying this moment. Well, that's of... a bit of self-care right there, isn't that? Isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Sitting there watching chooks. Yeah. <laughs> Simple yeah. things. That's what I'm in just enjoying more and more is just that pure enjoyment of the simple life. How, how are you feeling with things, the restrictions lifting? Yeah, mixed feelings. I'm not enjoying the traffic back on the road. Um, yeah. It is so busy now. And, yeah, look, I guess because my business is very much a social business, we're photographers and we photograph families and children, mm. we have to be switched on, um, you know, with our clients. But I feel a bit out of practice, although in saying that, it is a job and I can switch it on when I need to. <laughs> yeah. But I have been thinking, oh, gosh, how are we going to get that social, you know, banter back? But I think we just do. But do you know what? Actually, I was just going to say, we had our last day of remote learning today with my um, two daughters. Yes. They, tomorrow they have a, a day off, a report writing day, but today was their last remote learning day. That's quite a milestone. They go back to school next Tuesday. Yeah, wow. So... I was actually asking them how they feel about going back to school today mm. and um, they're looking forward to it. But I think, as my oldest said to me, that there's going to be an adjustment there too, Mum, because we haven't been there for so long. And she's it, right. So we are going to have, you know, that that period of, yeah, adjustment again yes. for the kids going back to school. Well, in, in actual fact, it's interesting you say that. Um, I've heard through some colleagues that they're, they're kind of calling the re-entry back into the social world, I guess you could call it, yeah. as reverse culture shock because everything happened in mm. quite a fast crisis-type way that people were informed yeah. that you're not to go out of home. You know, it all happened very quickly. It was very surreal for me. I, I you know, uh, it took a few weeks to get my head around it and even then I, I had to try and, move my business online and, and, you know, inform people and do all of that sort of stuff, which was incredibly out of my comfort zone, but I've coped and managed. 
and now it's like re-entering. So I've started seeing mm. some people face to face, and it was a little bit anxiety provoking because I I'm got to make sure that I keep my distance and make sure, and, and I'm quite I'm not a very distancey sort of a person. So it's been an interesting way to re-acculturate back and I remember mm-hmm. the first person I saw I was like I can't swipe left on you you're like here in 3D it's <laughs> too much you're, like you're in front of me <laughs> well, we had a laugh um and, but it was really weird and yeah. I actually the first morning I had to go back and see someone face to face I couldn't find work pants and I couldn't find my shoes because I've been wearing um explorers Yes. Well, I, that's funny you say that because I, um, I've been at home all week with the kids and today I went into the studio for a day of proper work, um, uninterrupted work, and I found myself, you know, showering. I always shower, but showering with the purpose that's of, good. you know, <laughs> feeling good, getting, you know, putting a bit of makeup on. Not that I was going to see anybody. It was just me going to work, putting something else on I haven't worn for ages putting the shoes on a nice top and just making myself feel like I was going to work, which I was, but no one saw me because <laughs> I was on my own. But it was a real, a, you know, an absolute must to feel that way. So it's really interesting. It's going to take a while to get back into the swing of, of getting ready for work. Do you know what I found also is, is um, for me being online was a huge transition because I was in front of the screen f- between six and eight hours a day that's so much doing yeah health yes so mm-hmm. and then going back to seeing people face to face energetically it was a really interesting shift for me it actually took quite a bit out of me mm-hmm. and I think um that that's something that I'll obviously manage and my self-care practices I've actually had to increase over this time so that it's not just a I'll go for a walk one day a week it's actually I have to walk every single day I have to make sure that I eat a lot better I have to actually really make sure that I'm looking after myself um, to make sure that I can support others in Mm. this process and um, you know one of the things I think about self-care is that it's it actually really has to be consistent habits it, it's not a quick fix you can't just self-care yourself for a week and then think you're going to be okay and particularly in the time where there's in, a change in functioning or, or and stress levels have changed and one of the other things that I found really interesting is talking about coping strategies is you know, socialising is a coping strategy for people mm, to, you know, to catch up with friends and speak to your family and have a hug. But none of those coping strategies were as able to be accessed apart from online or via the phone. So definitely that was interesting. Um, yeah. And- yeah. I um, With the walking, that's been one of my – I love walking. That's my – my exercise and my, you know, mental health um, strategy as well. And I actually haven't been doing it properly, like consistently for a couple of weeks now. It sort of has been a little bit ad hoc mm. and it doesn't feel right. I'm, I'm the same. I need that consistency. Yes. And I know that when I do and my partner will practically kick me out the door sometimes when I haven't had a walk, he knows I need it. 
<laughs> and I thank him for that because that is truly part of my, you well, know, he doesn't care regime. He, he, he supports and encourages you. He encourages me and says, go, I've got this, you go, have your walk, you need it, we need it. And I always come back a happier person <laughs> and a better mother <laughs> and a better partner. So everyone wins. <laughs> You know what else is really interesting? I found that I've actually needed better quality sleep. Yeah. I, I, I know sleep is really important and I, I advocated it, you know, do as I say and not as I do and I really need to pay more attention to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but quality sleep is really important and I've noticed how much I'm valuing having a good night's sleep. So I guess what I've really noticed over this particular time because it's the second natural disaster that Australia has had this year. Yeah. Coming off the back of the bushfires, which were full on and horrific. Yeah. Um, for a lot of people. Um, and then we've gone into this kind of really strange space. And self-care is, I guess, I, you know, I've been advocating it, but I've really, really felt how important it is. Um, and Absolutely. It can be as simple as... Um, yeah, going for a walk, making sure, you know, having a shower. That's self-care. Sometimes having mm. a shower can be hard. Smiling. Do you know sometimes when we're really flat, we don't smile? I've often spoken to people who said, oh, smiling is actually really hard. And when we're low of mood, smiling can be really hard. That's why smiling is actually really important because it connects to certain parts of the brain that activate. Absolutely. Mood. So smiling is really important. And I guess that's where the laughter comes into it as well it doesn't does it? and it, interesting you're talking about smiling I consciously when I make a phone call to a client I rem- I tell myself okay s- smile talk and smile at the same time because <laughs> you can you can tell because <laughs> why <laughs> well you can tell that yeah you know when you smile and you start talking the person on the other line other end of the line can hear that yeah. and see that yeah. and it yeah. actually uh, just forces that kind of mood upon you in that moment. Yeah. It's, Do you it's know good. there was, I, I read somewhere years ago that a woman in a country um, had something went, something botched up with her Botox and she had too much in her mouth and she was depressed before she had it, but it gave her a forced sense of smile and oh. her physiology changed and they she just said wow. that she felt so much better because her, she had this fake smile oh, and like sometimes they say if you fake it you can make it and, and yeah. but if you do change your physiology and do smile or do it actually does lift your mood it does um, I'm yeah just get botox to feel better i'm just suggesting yeah, no. this a study of this woman that happened <laughs> yes um the other thing that you talked about a while ago is your habits of playfulness and fun within your family. And that's a particularly important thing to activity to continue because I think playfulness allows us and our inner child to really emerge and we forget the responsibilities I guess we have as adults. Mm. I sounded so tired as I pushed that out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> responsibilities as an adult. Uh, but, it's true um, though. It's true. It is. And and having some mm. playfulness is important. Absolutely. Um, Gotta lift the mood in the house and that often helps in our house. Yeah. Yep. 
I yeah. tend to have people who just run around the house. They don't tend to do much else. They just run. <laughs> we um, have a lot of running yeah. too, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess what what's nice to hear um, from you is that over this time, you've recognised self care practices are really important, and um, you've also um, recognised how important laughter and having a positive outlook when you can is in terms of harnessing your wellness that way. Definitely. And I think that's, you know, yeah, as I said before, I am optimistic and I do just feel that I naturally have an it's going to be okay kind of attitude. Mm. And I just don't let, I don't sweat the small stuff. It's such a cliche, but it's it's true and I, I don't mind it as a, you know, a way to live really. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for spending this time with me discussing some of the highs and lows over the last few weeks or last two weeks because we haven't met for a few weeks, have Mm. we? No, Um, that's right. Yep. And I look forward to catching up with you in the next week. Yes, in person would be good too. That would be good. Well, we can do that now, can't we? Yeah. All right. That would be Um, great. Thanks for having me. Take care, Claire. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye. Bye for now. Bye.